Mole Bonji, everyone. Welcome to Umoyo Talks, the podcast where we chat to interesting people about health in Zambia. And today I'm here with Sue Burdett from Ant Hill Kitchen in Mukushi in Zambia. Welcome to the show, Sue. Thank you very much for having me. It's really great to be able to come and spend time with you. Wonderful. So originally from Zimbabwe, Sue came to Zambia where she met her husband <laughs> and together they built a farm in Makushi. Having previously worked as a chef for over 12 years, Sue has always been interested in food, but it was only when she started facing certain health challenges for herself and her kids that she really started to pay attention to how the foods she ate actually affected her health. And as such, she started researching and developing new products with their farm produce, which resulted in the green banana flower, which has just launched onto the local Zambian market. And this is what it looks like. Beautiful packaging here. And today, of course, we're going to delve into all the wonderful health benefits of the green uh, banana flower. But before that, what I thought we could start with is your story and the health challenges that you had to face with yourself and your kids and how that really led you to discover green banana flower and the research and development you've done, which resulted in this amazing product. Thank you, Kim. Um, in 2015, I got typhoid and um, I got very, very sick. It took me a year to recover. I had to follow a very special diet for a very long time. But uh, when I felt better, I went back to my old ways of eating terrible foods <laughs> and all the convenient foods. They're very easy ones off the shop shelves. Um, and I thought it was better, but when I had my first son in 2017, um, everything was fine and we went home and started breastfeeding and this intense growling sound started coming from his tummy. And I didn't know what it was. Like I could hear it from the next door room, from his nursery. And so I, you know, rushed in, and then he just started screaming and screaming and screaming. I, I just couldn't stop the screaming, no matter what I did. I just didn't know what was wrong. And the scurr sound, and um, um, I asked a lot of people for help. Uh, grannies, advisors, they all kind of either dismissed it or ran away screaming when they actually saw the pain that it was in because it was it was so intense. Anyway, eventually, after a few days, all that stopped him from screaming was more food, more feeding. So I would uh, breastfeed and that would happen every 20 minutes. He wow. would scream and then he would suckle and fall asleep with my breast and then he would wake up screaming again. Um, his poos would be projectile poos across the room. Oh, wow. And it was just chaos. Anyway, eventually one of my friends, Jackie, she came and chatted to me. She said, are you sure it's not something you're eating? What are you eating? And before this, had you gone to the doctor and tried to seek help uh, the medical yes. route as well? Yeah. And what, what did they say? <laughs> they put it down to reflux or colic. Or maybe you're just overreacting, it's your first child. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. But he didn't make as much noise at certain times. So I started a food diary after my friend told me about the gluten and it was to cut out the gluten. Um, and it did, did uh, like really help 
and he wasn't as in, in such pain. And did you find that that also affected your health? Did you notice any changes in your health or was just with it affected him, how it affected him? Not then, I was just starving because suddenly all my like lovely bread and those things that I used yeah. as comfort was no longer there. And you don't realize how many products <laughs> it's actually in, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. But he was still in pain because he would still cry and the grumbling wasn't nearly as bad, but it was still painful and the the, the projectile boo was still there. So I knew there was a problem. After doing the food diary for a week, I realized it wasn't just gluten, it was processed foods. Anything with E numbers, anything with like um, extra added whatever, yeah. even though it said it was um, uh, gluten-free, it still adds stuff like sulfur, like an E number to actually uh, make it sh the shelf life longer. Anyway, so I, I went down to the basics. I was eating only the vegetables from my garden and only the meat from next door neighbors that I knew that weren't adding anything into their meat. And finally, after three months, he slept and he stopped crying. Like it, it was heaven. And I was the most like um, thankful <laughs> yeah. to just get sleep. You, you don't realize how important sleep is, you know? Anyway, I was very happy to sleep. <laughs> I'm sorry you were, yes. And he had no pain, which was fantastic. But I had to eat such a strict diet. No, no veggies, even from the shop, because grapes from South Africa have sulfur on them. That affected him. You know, things that I didn't even know you could put a, a preservative into had preservatives. And all the vegetables you were eating from your garden were obviously organic? Well, they're not per se organic. I'd say regeneration agriculture is more of a strong point. Um, so I started learning about the microbiome in your tummy. And at the same time, my husband stumbled across regeneration agriculture. And that's the microbiome of the soil. And Maybe tell us a little bit what that means, regeneration agriculture. What, what do you do when you, when you we, practice that? We start to reduce our chemicals and fertilizers that we use. We start no-till and we enter a lot of biodiversity into your cropping programs. Uh, my husband's the expert on this side, but basically when we started learning and researching about this, he stopped using the chemicals and the fertilizers on the bananas for me because I knew that I needed to use something to strengthen my microbiome. The green banana flower <laughs> is the highest natural natural resistance starch. That is the biggest health benefit. It feeds the good bacteria in your gut. What had happened is I passed on a terrible microbiome to my son, and that's what mothers do. We pass on our microbiome to them. And I hadn't known any of this. I was just learning it. So I thought I'd give it a shot, and I made some green banana flour from my husband's bananas. And this was just through your own interest and research that you did, that you discovered this, about the microbiome and the green banana flour? Or? Yes. Yeah? Okay. I was a chef who loved food, and now suddenly I couldn't have anything. You know, okay, yes, I was having beautiful vegetables and meat, but that's so limiting as a chef, you know. And I had, I, I had come from a background where we ate everything and we never complained about eating anything. And it was mainly about the taste of the food rather than maybe the nutritional content exactly. and how it affected it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah we, we didn't really care if it had MSG in even, you know what I mean? Yeah. So 
This was a huge step for me, and I was desperate to just be able to eat normal, normal food, you know. And so I, I started researching it more, and I, I learned that if you heal your gut, you can heal like leaky gut syndrome, a lot of those kind of problems that, that I, I believed my son had. And through me, I would, was also having, but not in such an intense way. So I started including um, <laughs> green banana flour into my diet and it recommends on all the web websites and research that you only put one tablespoon into your um, food per day. Of course, being a chef, I made brownies and had six. I was running to the loo. <laughs> it completely flushed my whole system out and coming from someone who only went to the toilet once a week, I suddenly was completely flushed out. And know? at the time, did you realize that that was not normal to just go to the toilet once a week? Or No one talks about poo. No one, you know, in our culture especially. <laughs> so then when you suddenly started going to the toilet every day, that must have been quite abnormal for me then, I guess, to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. So I researched and I said, it can't be good for me because I'm gassy and, and even the dog's running away from me. I'm so farty. <laughs> so, my husband and, uh, just laughed and he was like, okay, give it some time. I, within like a week, it settled down and I didn't have that like bloated, gassy feeling. And what I put it down to was basically my good bacteria was starved, completely starved of anything to eat. Mm. So when I finally fed it with this resistant starch, which I was very skeptical at the time of, you know, <laughs> I didn't know if this was going to work or what. So I was amazed at how it worked and the reaction that I got so quick you know within a week I was feeling much better I went to the loo two times a day normal you know not diarrhea or anything it was a normal nice poo yeah <laughs> and I you know like these are the kind of problems that grannies were having not a 30 year old or 31 year old how old I was you know, so I was really shocked at how bad my microbiome had become. Mm. And that actually helped understand a lot of other problems like autoimmune diseases and those kind of things. And following a good diet, you can actually heal a lot. So that, that's how we started. It was just through trial and error. And I'm not a scientist. I, I am, I'm a chef and I like food to taste good. So that was my main main criteria was it had to taste good and I had to be able to get my kid to eat it as well, you know, and get better. Um, obviously, I wasn't feeding him brownie at six months old, but <laughs> we uh, did, you know, through my breast milk, he was getting better. It was introduced that way. Um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about green banana flour and its benefits. First of all, what is it? Is it, is it normal sweet bananas or is it a different type of banana? What is it? Um, it is a green banana. So you harvest it before the sugars have developed. Um, this is really important because that's where the highest resistant starch levels are. Um, it doesn't have any sugar in it because it's green. So for diabetes, it's very, very good at, at controlling the sugar levels. Um, it's a prebiotic flour, and it's, it's, it's basically doesn't feed you. It resists digestion all the way through your stomach and into your gut or your colon. 
And in that colon, that's where it feeds the good bacteria. So it doesn't actually feed you. There are no calories in this. If you ate this only, you would not put on weight because it's actually, it's going all the way through you to your gut and it's only feeding the good bacteria. And how that helps you is basically, it creates something called butyrate. Now butyrate is so, so good for you. It, it fights colon cancer. It's, it's incredible the stuff that it does. The scientific research behind it has, has shown that it's not just autoimmune disease, it's not just colon cancer. You've got so many different benefits from it, like diabetes, asthma, um, depression. So mental health issues are actually all in the gut and they can be preventable from using a resistant starch like green banana flour. And it also sheds light on how important those bacteria, those good bacteria, the microbiome actually are for our health. Yes. And if we don't feed them, how then that affects us adversely from a health point of view, right? Very yeah. true, yeah. yeah. And things that you might think are normal, like I, I was very, I looked normal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm always uh, eating too much, but um, I, I look normal. But you know, going to the loo once a week is not normal. Like my tummy was sore and I didn't know why. And I just thought it was normal. So tell us then, okay, so it has all these health benefits. How do we actually use it? Can you use it like normal flour? Can you make cakes with it? How do you use it? <laughs> so I like to make uh, cakes and brownies and biscuits using this flour. Mainly, my main thing behind that is because it tastes so good. And if you're going to have a cake, have it with a flour that actually heals your body. Don't just have a normal wheat flour, boring, bleached, and got no more nutritional value to it. Have a flour that works, you know, works for your body. So I think that's my main thing behind it, is I'm not against uh, butter. Certainly not against sugar and all this good brownie stuff. But... You know, try and have the brownie using something that's going to heal you. Make the brownie as healthy as you can. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, if you're going to diet, it's not going to help you to add it to a brownie because you're still eating the butter and the sugar, which is going to put on weight. You're going to put on weight. <laughs> but if you put this in a smoothie, you know, and you want to do it for a dieting side, mm -hmm. The dieters that have tested with this, the scientific research behind it, it fills your, fills your whole tummy up so you don't feel like eating. You're not hungry. So if you are using it as a dietary thing to lose weight, you can. And because it has no calories, you don't put on weight from the flour itself. It just helps keep those hunger pains at bay. So I think that's, yeah, yeah so you can use it for that. What's important about it to know, though, is you can use it in any cake recipe, any biscuit recipe, but you need to reduce the amount of flour by 25%. So if your favorite grandma's carrot cake recipe says 100 grams of wheat flour, replace that by 75 grams of green banana flour. Then it kind of works. You don't need to add xanthan gum. You don't need to add... Um, all those other extra things that you have to usually add when you use like rice flour or a different type of gluten-free flour. Um, 
Yeah, and you don't have to add like any extra oil or fats or anything to your recipe. But word of warning, it highlights flavors. So if you're going to add it to like um, cocoa flour, it highlights that cocoa flour so much, it heightens it and it tastes beautiful, like a Belgian chocolate, you know, that you've used. So make sure you use a nice flavor that you're adding it to. So a honey and sesame nut kind of crunchy biscuit that you're going to make. It'll taste, it'll make that honey so beautifully strong. You'll have this wonderful honey flavor come through. But if you're going to add it to just yeast and water, it's going to increase the taste of yeast. And unless you're drinking beer, yeast and bread doesn't taste so good, you know. So I'm, I'm still fiddling around with the bread recipe. I'm trying to fix um, mix it with different flours and highlight different tastes, not just yeast. If it is just yeast, it, it's quite a strong flour and it, it also doesn't rise very well because there's no gluten. And bread, you need gluten. So I'm still working on it, but I'll get the recipe soon. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Well, we look forward to that. Um, and is this safe for anyone to eat? Um, are there any contraindications or would you recommend it to everyone? I'd recommend it to everyone. There's been a lot of research um, about it, about resistant starch as well, for many decades now. Um, and they actually advise pregnant, pregnant women to use it and to minimize uh, chances of moving on, sorry, passing on asthma to their children. So if you're asthmatic and you're worried about that, that is something that you can try and prevent now. And that's obviously brings it back to the microbiome. Yes. So <clears throat> through using a products like this one, you're feeding your microbiome, feeding those good bacteria that you then pass on to yes. your, your child, hence reducing chances of uh, allergies and such like. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So it does help a lot with that. Uh, for my second son, I had already started um, healing my microbiome. And he was a lot better. He didn't have the screaming and the, the projectile poo. <laughs> so he was a lot better. And I think it had, I had healed a little bit and passed it on. He was still quite bad. I still had to watch what I ate. And I tried to stick, stick as much as possible to just veggies and good meat. Um, but yeah, he's much stronger even now. Like... Even though Joe now can go to a birthday party, he can have a piece of cake or chips or chocolate or whatever's there at the party, and I don't have to worry. He doesn't hurt anymore. His tummy is okay. Mm -hmm. But if I have three days of junk food, then problems start happening again. So your kids uh, eat this every day? Pretty much. We Pretty try much. to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I do, like if we're doing any baking, and yeah. I do bake, obviously, as a chef, I'm always in the kitchen. Um, so if I'm doing any baking, it's with green banana flour, and they love to help mum cook. So then most of it goes into them before it gets into the oven, which is great because it doesn't hurt your tummy. Like if it was a raw wheat flour that we were baking with, they would have got a sore tummy and all of that from eating raw food. But having this raw is actually even higher resistant starch than um, having it cooked. That's another thing. If you cook this too high and the internal temperature reaches over 100 degrees Celsius, then the resistant starch um, 
begins to lower within the baked product. So if you have something like a brownie, which is still um, gooey and delicious inside and not overcooked, then there's still resistant starch inside. However, if you make a really thin cracker and you use it crispy, crispy, um, it's kind of like killed a lot of the resistant starch. Mm. So it depends what you're using it for. Obviously, it's a wonderful gluten-free substitute. So if you need um, to be gluten-free, it's very easy to use. Uh, I, I find the, you know, I find it it's it's quite easy as long as you're mixing it with a flavor you want to highlight. Okay, and I love the name of your company, the Ant Hill <laughs> Kitchen. Maybe tell us where did that come from? Oh, geez. okay, so. Here on the farms especially, we make our bricks out of anthill clay. And the clay from the anthill is so useful because they just basically put it in a mold, a brick mold, and then let it sun dry, and then they put it in a kiln, and they burn these bricks. And that's what we use for our building. And when we were camping on this leased farm in Mikushi, we slowly built a house. And that's how we afforded to build, was making our own bricks from the clay from an anthill. On the farm? On the farm, yes. We didn't have to buy bricks, thank goodness. <laughs> and yes, eventually, um, in 2019, after um, yeah, four years of camping, cooking still, and kind of cooking on gas burner scuttles and over fires and, and very makeshift kitchen type my husband, he built a kitchen for me out of these beautiful bricks. And it's probably the best present I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I love that story. And what does the future hold? Obviously, this is your first product, product from the, the Ant Hill Kitchen. What is your vision? Where, where is this going to take you, you think? Um, I have been working on a lot of recipes that are like a ready-to-bake range. So it would be um, just add coconut oil to a mix that's ready made so that it is easier for the mums because I know that it is difficult to find the time to cook with your kids. But if you can say, okay, open up the packet, add some coconut oil, mix it all together, eat half of it and then bake the rest, then you've got a really healthy, um, I suppose, product to work with that's so easy because it's already measured out and easy to go. No, I love it. I love it. All the best. And I look forward to trying all of these products. For people who perhaps want to know more and, um, about you and the Ant Hill Kitchen, how can they get a hold of you? Um, please, can you go to my website? Uh, I've done a little website, www.theanthillkitchen.com. I'm sure you'll link it to something. Absolutely, we'll put it in the show notes. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd love to you know, hear what you guys think. And if you have any other questions, um, yeah, I'll try and answer them. Okay. Thank you so much for coming through today, Sue. Very interesting. And um, I, I, I really hope some of our listeners and viewers go and, and try the product and, and incorporate it into some of their baking. Thank so you very much. Yeah. So to everyone out there, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, wishing you all a fabulous day. Go out there and crush it. And until next time, bye. <laughs>